Hello and welcome to McLeod Insights, where we feature conversations with longtime industry veterans who are now team members here at McLeod Software. Our goal with this podcast is to support and empower our customers by helping them learn about proven ideas and best practices that will have a positive impact on how they run their companies. In today's episode, our focus is going to be on drivers, helping drivers be successful with technology. And today we're talking with Kim Wallace and Devin Zacharias. Guys, if you can tell us about the role you have now and maybe a bit about how you got started in the industry, Kim, why don't you go first? Okay, well, thanks, Robert. I am a senior solutions architect for McLeod. Uh, I've been here 10 years next month. I've been in the trucking business in one way or the other since I was a a teenager. I was started in the business back in the 70s, just prior to deregulation as a driver and went through that deregulation over those first years. And then subsequent to that, really had various positions in trucking companies and finally a CFO for 15 years and a president for a few years after that. And then came to work for McLeod, where I've been here ever since. Okay. Devin? Hey, guys. You know, I've been with McLeod since 2019. Uh, I do imaging implementation, so I travel to client sites and implement our software and uh, make sure they know how to use it. Uh, Previous to that, I've been in the trucking industry, uh, kind of as Kim said, since I was a kid. My whole family has been in trucking, and then uh, eventually I started driving myself. And uh, also, in addition to that, I've been a police officer and other things, but I've always came back to the trucking industry and kind of in the blood, and so that's why I'm here. So it sounds like you guys will have some experience in our topic today. In the last few years, we've pushed way beyond the EOD and putting technology in the hands of our drivers, especially with a variety of phone apps out there, some of the corporate office and other drivers who use their own. But we all read about technology and automation, how it will help curb the driver shortage. And there's an abundance of tools for finding loads, communicating with dispatch, EOD and HOS compliance, safety and recording. I'm sure at times it seems overwhelming to a driver that every time they come into the office, there's a new procedure or a a new tool that they must learn. Guys, does any of this this sound familiar to you? Yeah, it does, Robert. And, you know, from my side, and and I'm sure Devin probably agrees, that it's kind of unfortunate that often drivers are the last people considered really in the adoption of a new device or process or procedures. And drivers see these changes quite simply. Does this help me in my job or does it hinder me in my work? The reason for this black and white view really falls largely on the industry since drivers are paid mostly by the mile. We have drivers that are, uh, you know, doing other kinds of work, but the majority of the drivers out there today are paid by the mile, and so they want to be as productive as possible. So time, and, and that's another important commodity to the driver, time that's lost to new procedures or tech requirements without a corresponding return on their time invested is viewed negatively and generates pushback and a delayed adoption uh, by the driver core. We have to do everything we can as folks that work with the driver groups to help minimize this impact and maximize the benefits is is what I believe. Yeah, I think that's some great points, Kim. Um, You know, uh, as we 
go through this conversation further, you know, it's, it's uh, training is a huge part of that and drivers being confident in what they're using and how it's going to benefit them. So I would just say that to piggyback on the point you just made. I think that was very valid and, um, you know, definitely agree with that from all the experience that, that I have in dealing with people as well in the industry. Now, when we're talking about technology, we're typically referring to most of all units in the cab or the truck, a mobile device, uh, tablet applications that, that communicate driver's locations, their load information, uh, ETA to the next stop, hours of service, not to mention the, the ability to capture all types of images for bills of lighting, OS and D. I mean, the list goes on and on. What are some challenges you've experienced with drivers, guys? Well, so, yeah, and Robert, I just want to mention here that this really, uh, the list that you have has to be added to the other truck systems that the driver's responsible for. This includes the, the truck's own systems and diagnostic. You know, a reefer, if they operate at reefer, it has its own systems, and their auxiliary power support system. Each of them are managed with a separate set of tools inside and outside the, the cab as well. And so we've really put a lot on the driver since they are, by definition, an individual. You know, they don't really have a support group uh, in there with them typically. Drivers are some of the hardest working people I've ever known. Uh, as a driver and as a person who employed drivers, had a extraordinary amount of respect and the, the drivers really enjoy the open road and, and they really like their independence and flexibility and anything we do can be viewed as a limiting factor for them to be able to really do what they do, go up and down the road, deliver the product safely and on time. And this limit, their, their viewpoint on it isn't new. Uh, you know, years ago, uh, when satellite tracking and communication was considered a, really a proactive technology, many drivers were really distrustful of its purpose, and they were loath to adopt it. They just didn't want to have anything to do with it. Now, by that time, I was in the office, and I was really surprised by the resistance. Since I can remember standing in the rain at a rest area, you know, just trying to do a mandatory check call, company I worked for had a policy that they didn't answer the phone until they were ready to talk to you. That could be two minutes or 20 minutes. You're standing out there just wishing you could just uh, really get out of the rain. So I was really surprised that what the approach was, because I certainly would have been glad to have a mobile comm unit do that work for me. Right. But the struggle was and is real. Drivers will leave over technology and go to a competitor who didn't require its use, and I think to some extent that really does happen. We, we've got to make sure that the technology provides utility to what a driver does uh, every day. And as we were talking about this podcast, uh, if you look back, uh, and Devin, I'm sure you'll agree, if you look back at the technologies that drivers have adopted readily, and it's still with us. I mean, if you go way back, and I realize this dates me, but you know, when CB radios started up, those are still standard equipment on many, many trucks today. Satellite TV and cell phones and wireless devices and ultimately the Internet and for many, uh, you know, different types of social media, these stick with the drivers because they provide a common denominator of simplicity and utility. If we can provide a technology that fits in this category, it's going to be successful. Part of that simplicity is being consistent 
with the application of technology so drivers have a chance to learn it and gain skill using it since they have so little downtime to be able to train the way we would normally do on a, on a new application. You agree with that, Devin? I do, and, you know, ultimately it comes down to the question, okay, is this going to be a help or a hindrance um, to the front line, to the driver out there that's actually doing the work? Something that I had thought about before is ultimately as, as our industry, as the workforce ages and the, boom, the baby boomers are, are getting out of, of the industry more, um, Gen Xs are coming in and more millennials, I think the shift towards technology is, is going to be a positive one just because most people in those ranges are a little bit more willing to try new software. You know, I, I have a lot of friends that are older truck drivers, and, and um, they absolutely detest anything technology-related. They want to get in their truck, they want to drive, they want to do the work, and they want to go home. Because as you've mentioned, logbooks and all these other things, to, to most drivers, that's a hindrance. You're preventing time they actually could be working. So to bring that all back around, I do think that, that that's correct. It's definitely a challenge, but it's a challenge, I think, that, you know, with the proper training, the proper um, utilization up front, I think will be more adaptable to the drivers and they'll be more willing to use them. Guys, we haven't even mentioned the mobile applications that drivers use on their own, like all the social media apps, the parking and truck stop locator apps. Do you think that this complicates a driver's life or makes life easier for them? Well, I think the social media really is an extension of the driver's normal way of doing things in their life. Uh, it certainly allows them to keep up with what's going on in their circle of friends and family. I had several drivers that use that to keep up with friends from the military uh, all over the world. Uh, we made it a practice to hire a lot of military people, and they found that a great way to be able to interact with people everywhere. Uh, it also allowed them to time shift. You know, those applications uh, can allow them to not have to have the normal 9 to 5 o'clock if you're going to call or have to reach out to someone. So, I, you know, they provide a lot of uh, comfort and a lot of ability to connect with the world because driving is an isolated existence no matter what decade you've done it in. It's always been that way, and it likely is not going to change. Now, if the other applications provide the utility that the drivers need, then they're going to use them. And as long as that information is up-to-date and factual, the driver will naturally locate the one that they find the best benefit out of, and that could be recommendations from company or friends or other folks that went out there. I know I certainly have my family volunteer apps that they found useful, so it really becomes you know, much more of a cooperative effort finding things that work and some that don't. You know, these days it's really hard to imagine as a driver, you know, having to blindly pull off an exit ramp into, you know, leading into a truck stop only to find out there's no parking available. And now the next truck stop is beyond what uh, my hours of service can provide. So these apps uh, do provide a lot of utility as long as they're factual and in real time. And they can really help a driver through their day. And a lot of these applications I know I've seen, uh, you know, really can help take the mystery out of what's going to happen in my trip plan today for sure. I agree with that, too. You know, I, uh, one thing I was thinking, looking back at my experience as a driver, and, and I definitely used truck stop locating apps because all of them love Pilot, Plan J, all those ones. You have the ability to reserve parking 
um, to reserve a shower, to order food, whatever, whatever you need to do. So there's a, there's a real good benefit there. And really that goes into, okay, what kind of drivers do you have? So a good driver is going to be one that trip plans. So he knows, pending that, that nothing crazy happens on his way, he knows that, okay, I'm going to make it to this place around this time. So he can work his clock to where it's both successful day for him and for his company. And, and that all just goes into, you know, the better trip planning and, and to follow through on the things that, that he needs to get done on, in his own terms. You know, I, the social media things, I agree with what, what Kim said. I mean, it's ultimately that's their only way of staying connected at home because they're away from home all the time. So I, I, don't, I don't think that that's really a hindrance for most. I mean, unless they're using it while they're driving, I think that that's one of the salves to the, to the wound of always having to be gone. So I, I agree with most of what Kim said there, and I, I think those were some valid points. Um, guys, if we can achieve successful adoption as a part of the drivers, there are huge benefits for both the driver and the company with a broader connectivity and communications. What are some, some of those benefits? So for me, uh, I think it's safe to say that uh, the benefit really is about providing some very valuable real-time information to the driver that allows him or her to make better decisions in their workday and in their trip overall, which we know can affect everything from safety and other factors that are critical to uh, having that for a job. Now, from a tactical aspect, the driver has the ability now to be able to see weather along their route, uh, in our application certainly, uh, they're able to see traffic along the route in real time, something that was just never able to be done before. Is there construction ahead? Is there a, a traffic jam? If I go ahead and fuel now, maybe that's what I want to do instead of fueling on the other side of the city. I'll fuel on this side and let that work through. You know, the other things that uh, they can get in a single application is they can see where the destination is located you know, on a look-down uh, map with both satellite and road data is a huge benefit. Am I delivering in the middle of the city? Am I delivering on the outskirts? Uh, is my delivery before I get, uh, you know, to a city like Atlanta? Really helps me understand a lot more about what I need to do and be prepared for, you know, before I go in. And, uh, you know, it, all in a single application. You know, I like to think these tools, uh, at least uh, in our system, in the McLeod Anywhere system, as a, you know, a Swiss Army knife, right? The drivers have all their tactical information that they need, as I talked about just a second ago, but then also payroll information from past payroll, you know, rerun the report, uh, you know, view it, send it to my spouse if I need to, uh, and then also the ability to see what they're going to be paid that's been released into the system, so... They can uh, communicate before payroll is actually, uh, you know, settlements are cut. They can image their bills and reimburse those sheets directly into, you know, their carrier system um, and not have to go in and scan those in a truck stop or, you know, use foreign apps. They can do that all in, in one place. And importantly, if they're away from the truck, they can look at mobile comm messages, uh, create new mobile comm messages, review and reply them. So, um, you know, I think the key is tools in a single application. That opportunity will be uh, the greatest for those that can generate, you know, a consolidation of tools 
honestly the way that we've done it. But if we can get other apps uh, that the driver can use in a single application, that will benefit those. Now, with that, I think one of the challenges is that we're going to see the drivers have a lot of choices, how they access information, and that app overload that you know we brought up earlier is real. And, uh, you know, they're having to deal with the same things that uh, that we're dealing on our mobile devices. And it is a complaint that I hear out when I'm at customer locations and prospect locations is drivers are really suffering from the app overload. And anything that a company can do to help this driver with that issue by applying a standard would be really a, a big, big benefit. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, Kim. You know, as you're, we're sitting here mentioning these things, I was thinking of, you know, the frustrations that I've seen drivers deal with and that I've myself dealt with. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, our goal is, number one, to increase productivity, and number two, the bottom, the bottom line is the ROI. So are the services, are the apps, are the um, different things that we're using that we're pushing our drivers to use? At the end of the day, are they making the driver more productive? Are they making them comfortable? And also, is it a return for the company? And I, I think what you're mentioning, you know, about really having an enterprise system uh, app, you know, where there's not an overload of apps. It's, it's one app, maybe two, that these drivers are having to use, that they're having to learn. I think that ultimately raises the possibility of success in implementing productivity and the return on the investment. So I think those are great points. Guys, what are some ways we've seen working in terms of getting drivers to adopt this technology? I, I think, and, and again, Devin, I think you'll uh, agree with this, it goes back to applying a standard and training everyone in the business about the technology that supports the driver. Uh, you know, pointing out those benefits, uh, again, a, a, you know, a positive attitude. Change is difficult for humans, right? We, we struggle with it. Uh, we all see that, you know, in our families and in ourselves individually, and these folks are no different. The issue is that they're kind of at the end of the food chain where things are being handed down to them without a lot of input, so uh, it can be uh, a bit more of a challenge. But I also, and I, I want to bring up the fact that resistance to technology in our vertical in the trucking business is not just from drivers. It is also can come from those inside the business who are working with the drivers on this implementation. And training must be uniform between both the drivers and those inside the business to be able to support it and to build up both sides. So management really has that uh, that obligation to make sure that everyone is, quote, on board uh, to be able to get that done because I know from the McLeod side that we have seen uh, any issues in implementation uh, oftentimes uh, may not always be from the driver but can be from inside the business because they haven't provided the support internally to be able to help the drivers who really just need to reach out and be able to get some help if something's not working or doing as what they expect. Everyone has to be familiar and supportive of the technology for it to be successful, and that's what we're all trying to do. Uh, Devin likely's got more real-time information on that than, than what I do, but that's what I've seen out in the field so far. I think you're absolutely right, Kim. You know, the uh, I, I can think of two uh, instances just in the last month where I've 
um, been conversa conversating with clients and um, you know McLeod customers and their frustration um, because you know of the expectation to bring drivers to start using this. So setting the standard, but as you're saying, setting the standard involves everybody in the company. So when a driver comes in and the 30-year-old load board that's been on the wall is still being used and, and not uh, the software that, that we provide. And a lot of that is, it's not because the individual using it doesn't necessarily like the idea of it. They just don't know how to use it, and so they're not going to. Um, and that does, you know, trickle down to the drivers because that's ultimately who they're answering to is their dispatchers and their brokers and, and those folks. So, you know, I think that is absolutely right. The standard needs to be set. You know, just one story I can I can remember off the top of my head is is I was in South Texas at a client site, and their onboarding process was three or four drivers were standing in the dispatch room, and they were told, okay, this is your truck, this is where we get fuel, this is what you use for uh, your um, advances and those types of things. Your truck's out there, go get it. So there was no type of onboarding really done. I'm not saying that's industry-wide, but I've seen it in a lot of places especially if the drivers have previous experience. Well, it costs the company to send these people through um, what we would call, I guess, orientation, three or four days of orientation. A lot of companies do it, but there are a lot that don't because of the cost-effective measure of just putting them in the truck and getting them on the road. And so I think that you know some companies make the, the gamble that they can teach it later, when in reality the standard should have been set from the beginning that this is what we expect of our Drivers, this is what we expect of our dispatchers. This is what we used to do that. If you'd like to get paid, this is what we're going to have to do. So ultimately, as Kim said, setting the standard is of high importance and, and should be the main topic, the main objective uh, for many of these companies. Yeah, I think you guys have touched on this a little bit. I know with some of the, the social apps, uh, those are easy to use some of the technology apps that a company may purchase may be different but are, are we allowing drivers to self-adopt or are we providing proper training for these apps well certainly from our side we are providing training we're also training the trainer to be able to continually train the driver core remember you know turnover is a uh, a real issue in the industry that's not anything new over the you know five decades I've been involved in it you know prior to actually being in the business and watching it in family turnover is uh, still as prevalent now as it was then in, in, in many companies so we know it's all about the training and it's training everyone just like we talked about just a few minutes ago uh, it promotes the adoption by everyone involved because it allows you to point out the benefits, uh, how it could, uh, you know, be able to return that investment back to the driver in their time and energy and prove its utility to the driver. Because like we've seen, starting with the CB radio I brought up earlier and all the way through, things that provide a utility or a value to the driver are embraced and are, uh, you know, part of that driver's daily life, and they'll never look back from it. If it doesn't, uh, they're in a constant decision mode about, you know, accepting it or rejecting it is what it's about. So training, training, training. Kim said it. It's, it's training. You know, it's, it's setting, setting the standards, setting that expectation 
And, you know, it, it goes into the company culture. Eventually that becomes your culture if you're doing it that way. You know, it's one of the things that, that uh, I personally love about McLeod is the full expectation of, of what you're, is expected of you and what you can expect from McLeod in return. You know, there's no confusion there when you when you come on board here. And there's a, there's a lot of companies out there that set that standard, but, you know, ultimately there's a big portion of them that do not. And it, that's ultimately what it boils down to is what is the benefit for the company, what is the benefit for the driver, and how do we mesh those together into our culture to where it's not a question. This is just what we do. This is how we do it, and this is why we're successful doing this. So I think I think that's all um, very good information. Another concern of uh, importance in today's trucking industry is regulatory compliance, CSA, compliance, safety, accountability. It's a measurement of and reporting initiative of the FMCSA. And previously, drivers weren't directly measured or necessarily affected. Now, driver scores move with the driver from job to job, meaning drivers really have more skin in the game, which can lead to a greater sense of responsibility. And maintaining good CSA scores are fleet's best defense from being fined or audited by the transportation industry. Uh, Kim, do you agree? I absolutely do. I think this is really uh, the center point of really uh, the issues that drivers and management commonly uh, have to deal with. Uh, Sometimes they're across the table from each other. Sometimes they're shoulder to shoulder. But my thinking is that drivers are keenly aware now, more so than ever, that their history follows them you know, now more than ever. And that all these records that we talked about, their CSA scores, driver history, et cetera, can determine their next job. And and if they do get that job, what their pay level might be. Certainly with our software, we're able to scorecard a driver. We're able to take in consideration many factors. And, uh, you know, we recommend to our customers that they explain the, the you know, the driver scorecarding to the driver at hire so the drivers are able to participate in improving their score and being able to make effective changes that are you know can benefit them from a pay aspect or new opportunities, dedicated opportunities, et cetera. They want that synergy in their relationship with their employer so both sides benefit. But I think your comment about skin in the game is uh and, and that's you know, I guess it gets commonly misunderstood, particularly by the public, not so much by our uh, carrier customers, et cetera. But I just like to comment that I've always found it interesting that when you tell a person on the street that a driver goes out every day on their job and they, you know, they put their gear in the truck and they do their inspections and they go out, that in the next hour, they could be not only put out of work by roadside inspection or a defective piece of equipment on the truck that affects their CSA score or something, uh, you know, else that might have affected them, they can be put out of work and sometimes out of a living from a bad roadside inspection or other actions where really uh, enforcement is out there all the time to be able to uh, have that, that interaction with the driver. 
it, it's a really important aspect. A lot of folks don't realize none of us have to do that every day to where, uh, you know, everything that we do in our job could put us out of work tomorrow except for, you know, obvious things. The other side of that is drivers also use technology to look at the carriers. Make no mistake, drivers understand where safersys.org is, and they can look up every carrier that they're contemplating going to work for, and they can look at their CSA score. They can look at their accidents. They can get enough information to understand if they went to work for this carrier that they're going to get a likely, uh, you know, pulled over every time they go through uh, a way station opportunity. They can and will look for other opportunities for carriers that have better scores, et cetera. So the technology really goes uh, both ways. So I just think it's important to realize this really is where everything meets um, is at this, uh, you know, this regulatory compliance, and uh, it's very visible and, and very transparent to both parties. Tim, again, you're making great points there. And, and you know, as a, a former driver myself, that was kind of the coin that I was going to discuss on that is there's, you know, there's two schools of thought there. Yes, it's great for the carrier to be able to check a driver's history, their scores, and all those things, but the driver can do just the same and make a, a decision there. Because, uh, unfortunately, what, you know, what I've seen with even people in my own family is, is a lot of times, you know, the smaller carriers, um, again, not all of them, but some of them, they, they operate a little to the left of the law, so not right under it. So, you know, really it's putting the driver who needs a job to support their family um, and pay their bills, it's putting the driver at risk of these roadside um, inspections and the way station inspections and things um, and being put out of service and having points put on their CSA, their PSP, because... And it's not anything of their own fault. You know, it was something that they reported, but, you know, if they don't drive the truck that day, they're, they're not going to get paid. So I, I think there is definitely skin in the game for the driver um, and not always necessarily in a good way, but it, but it does have that ability to benefit both sides if it's used correctly. Guys, what are some realistic things that we see now or coming soon that will help drivers and really push them along to become better adopters? Well, I think it goes back to uh, kind of what we talked about at the top of this discussion, uh, providing reliable, uh, fact-based information in an easily digestible format provides a lot of utility for the driver and will draw them into the technology. Having a single source, or like Devin was talking about earlier, a small number of sources will keep the drivers engaged. Um, you know, this technology will keep them safe, allow them to communicate and have some work-life balance that they're always trying to work and improve. And some of the tools that we're talking about, uh, you know, the advanced trip planning, uh, you know, trip management features, which helps them understand, um, you know, think of it as a trip profile, similar to, uh, you know, a, a flight plan is really what's able to help them. And it also communicates back up uh, to the company and the company's customers ultimately what the plan is to get the product from A to B safely and on time and through the exercise of doing trip planning also locate any gaps 
in that plan or things that need to be injected into the plan, such as substantial weather changes, reroutes, et cetera. That technology is going to be key, but again, it has to be concise and it has to be reliable and fact-based or it'll be rejected you know, wherever possible. And I think that, you know, ultimately it goes down to you've got to get your drivers to catch the vision of where you're trying to go with the implementation of, of these technologies in your company. And so one way to do that, you know, it starts at the top, number one. It starts with the company getting the technology and then training end users as far as dispatchers and brokers and other folks and then it, it trickles down to the driver. They need the same training or, or similar training as it relates to their job. And so I really think it starts at the top. And, you know, that may be something that uh, needs to be set as an expectation. You know, a lot, thousands of people go through truck driving schools, um, you know, every year. And so, you know, that may be something for our industry to think about is, okay, well, where is technology playing into real-life circumstances in the trucking industry because it's not like it was 10, 15 years ago when you had paper logs and, you know, those types of things. So ultimately, uh, as you're saying, the education, you know, learning how to trip plan, um, learning how to utilize this technology to better serve the driver, which in turn creates a great ROI for the company. Yeah, that's a good point. Guys, let's uh, finish up with some thoughts about the other things that customers could be doing from an operations perspective to help retain their drivers and help them be successful. Devin and I both have a great opportunity, and it's one of the things I enjoy over the years working for McLeod is we get to see many businesses, uh, successful businesses, and we get to see the best practices that are out there right now. And for me, I think what I really see the use of the technology, particular our own product, doing is helping the driver by doing as much of the heavy lifting uh, for them as possible. They're busy, right? And I, and, and I mean busy in the fact that they have a, you know, a rotating clock. They just have different opportunities than what uh, the folks in the office, and they have little opportunity to leverage you know, others, uh, except back in the office. They're at a constant disadvantage. So if we're able, by using technology, to offer them informed choices and loads that suit their situation with the system doing the validation that the choices are feasible and make sense for the driver, then, you know, we're really able to, to provide that driver the overwatch that they want from us. That's what they feel like the company is to provide them. Otherwise, they'd just be an independent. They need that They need that help, and they need the fact that this has already been vetted and makes sense for them, and let them you know, participate in that choice is really what makes it work. They feel like they get to participate, but they're not having to do all the physical, vertical logic that it involves, hours of service. Can I make the pickup on time? Can I make the destination? That all goes back to Devin's trip planning comments, et cetera. You know, what we know is uh, that our customers tell us is that drivers hire on with certain expectations, right, an agreement, if you will. And if they're able to provide them 
and the office with the tech to help them be successful, then the companies will be successful too. And that's really what it all boils down to. Provide the right tech with the right training with the goal of making everyone that is uh, in that circle successful, then, you know, our customers, the, you know, those companies will be successful as well. And I think that's what we do the best is offer success. Yeah, I think you're right, Kim. You know, I, uh, I'm sitting here thinking as you're mentioning those things and from, from experience that I've seen in my own life, but also, you know, just just dealing with the industry in general, I, th- I think it comes to setting the expectation, to setting the standard for what should be done and what you're expecting. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you keep crazy out the door. So that's one of the situations that, you know, some people run into is, okay, well, these are this person's a great driver. They're not good at technology. So how can this technology, how can we teach them? How can we train them? and show them that this is a benefit to them, which in turn means it's a benefit to their family, it's a benefit to the company. And so, you know, in the end, everybody wins. You know, as far as driver pay and all those things, I think that, um, you know, I think our industry is doing a pretty good job on that. Most of them have weekly pay and the folks know what they're gonna make because they can see it on the app. They know what, you know, what they got paid for this load, for that load. So. I think that we're doing a pretty good job industry-wide, but I think there are tools such as, you know, McLeod software and in even our apps that, that would alleviate some of the concerns between drivers and the company. And I think it would, it would really uh, improve the culture. Yeah, that's really good comments, guys. Well, thank you very much for your time today. And to our audience, if you have any questions or comments for either myself or Devin or Kim, please feel free to email us at podcast at mcleodsoftware.com. Thanks for listening to McLeod Insights.